0: everybody welcome to the weekly nintendo news roundup live reaching every friday the all-in crew breaks down the week in nintendo news uh good to see everybody here live in the chat bowser's already here in the chat shout outs to Bowza. what's up Bowza? hope everybody's good having to a see you friday. happy friday happy friday everybody we do this thing live on friday nights youtube.com slash all in podcast 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern Breaking down the week. Hey Locklith, Lockleth's here as well. Good to see everybody. Let's talk about some Nintendo, folks. But before we do that, Eric, you know what we have to do first? Uh, well,
1: you know, just like we break down the week in Nintendo news, we've got to break it down
0: for our oh. patrons. Oh snap! The, the Patreon wrap. We're not the Nintendo pals. We don't have the we don't have the wrap locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, but yes, we do need to thank the amazing friends and supporters of patreon.com slash all in podcast, uh, outs to Nintendo poetry who jumped into the Patreon, uh, this week at the one up tier. Thank you very much. Uh, Eric on the main show that goes live tomorrow, yeah, I did. Did, yeah, I did. did, did improvise a haiku for you, uh, Nintendo poetry. So look forward to that. I don't know if Eric's got another one in the tank, look, look
1: forward, <laughs> look forward in air quotes. So interesting it was a that. haiku though it was a haiku. I counted the syllables on my
0: it was hey Keegan DeWitt's here too in the live chat what's up Keegan DeWitt uh, but yes thank you very much Nintendo Poetry for uh, for hopping into the one up tier over on Patreon we appreciate you but we also every single week here on the shows uh, we shout out our Golden Banana and Triforce tier patrons so let's start with our Golden Banana bunch we got Rob Yapel Third Strongest Mole Sean Shano Baggins, Ashton Tim A aka Neo Prime 33 aka Nintendo Dad Number no. 4 Matt Shy Guy City Murray Phelan Ward Bill Tucker Marcus O'Neill, Liam D, Bowser, Gamer Jason, and Andrew Wilkins. Big shout outs to our Gold and Banana tier patrons. But moving into the Triforce tier. We need to thank Josh Vaughn, the Godfather of Tingle Love Tuesday, John Datfast Cummins of the Retrologic Podcast, as well as the On Topic Retro Podcast, the Globetrotting Jetsetting Nintendo and Sparky of the Nintendo Hub right here on YouTube, Adam Caparello of the Retro Groove Podcast, as well as Octo Rock Nineteen Eighty Two here on YouTube, Shy Guy, the other half of our Shy Guy Mod Squad. Thank you, Shy Guy, Danielina Hosa, Dan and Luma Solo Something, and the Legend himself. The Walking Nintendo Poetry, Uncle Randy. The the Walking Haiku, Uncle Randy. Uh, We appreciate you all. Thanks so much to everybody who supports us over there on Patreon. You get exclusive content over there, two exclusive podcasts a week, discounts on our merch at bit.ly slash all in merch and all sorts of benefits. Uh, And you can get a seven-day free trial to the Golden Banana tier over there as well and get access to a lot of that content. So. Yeah,
1: we've been uh, we've been giving the Golden Banana and Triforce tier patrons their money's worth, especially this past few weeks with uh, with us breaking down all the nuts stuff that's been happening. Basically, since June started, obviously here on the main show, we are all in a Nintendo podcast, but suffice it to say, there's been a lot of non-Nintendo stuff going on, and becoming a patron is the best way to gain access to us, breaking down absolutely every single second of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, There's there's been a lot going on. Um, and But you know what, though? Even in the world of Nintendo... <laughs> There's still quite a lot going on. Oh, yes. Um, real quick, though, before we get into it, quick little piece of of housekeeping. Housekeeping, um, I, I want to just quickly <laughs> shout out uh, that tomorrow here on the YouTube channel, we don't have a time locked in yet. Stay tuned for the time. Follow us on social media or join the Discord. Going to be streaming a little Dokapon Kingdom Connect, Eric. Uh, yes tomorrow, we are tomorrow evening so the current plan is we'll have eric we'll have me we'll have sam third strongest mole and we will have john datfast cummins um two of those people were just shouted out in the patron shout out so that's kind of cool but we're we're planning on streaming a full four player co-op game of Dokapon kingdom here on the youtube channel so come hang out with us tomorrow night see the we insanity. have been promising
1: we were going to do that leading up to the game's release we promised we were going to do that and lo and yeah. behold Turns out we keep our promises, so look forward to that tomorrow. I know I am.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I, I I've, I've been feeling bad because like the the publisher gave us a code, and I haven't like we haven't been able to get a game together. So now that we finally can make those moons align, man, uh, I'm excited to um, to finally get too. to play it. I'm excited. So
1: let's yeah. <laughs> do it. Now that uh, just things are slowing down ever ever so slightly. But uh, yeah, there's just, there's so much stuff I can't wait to get to. But that is, that is definitely something that we need to, uh, to get off our plate. I say that like, you know, it's a box we got to check. I'm super excited to finally, uh, to do that with you and Sam and John. It's going to be, it's going to be a ton of fun. So definitely uh, stay tuned. We'll be posting on Twitter and Facebook, obviously, uh, you know, tomorrow, uh, aka Saturday, Mm -hmm. when that's going to happen so just you know make sure to follow us on our socials man that's the best way to keep up with all things all in podcasts so at all in podcasts on twitter and facebook that's the place to be
0: yep yep we got links in the description as well um so you can stay up to date on all that stuff but eric without any further ado let's get into some news my friend yes We got a ton of stuff to break down from Summer Game
1: Fest, in addition to some absolutely wacky stories from this past week as well. So, let's talk about it.
0: Hey, listen! right, Navi has welcomed us in with some news, and there's plenty of it to get into this week. And one of the things that we, you know, we we had a lot of, like, showcases happening over the past week or so, and... One of the things that that we really wanted to make sure that we that we flagged and kind of highlighted here on the uh, the news roundup live is wholesome games direct. Um, yeah,
1: which it's become one of our favorite shows of the year.
0: Yeah, and and like they they're always you know a a landmark show. But the the thing that I have sort of noticed just you know online is that people are really sleeping on this direct like everybody's talking about the xboxes and the ubisoft forwards and everything but if you're so much to talk about but yeah I like if if you are a switch gamer wholesome games direct has got a ton of great games in there for you and also like, big shout outs to the team over there did an amazing job with the production of it the hosting yep. of it the actual pacing the way it was ran everything about it like was really well done including like their website wholesomegames.com yeah um which which has a great like handy list of all of the games all the platforms for the games like just extraordinarily well done you could tell that the people behind wholesome games are content creators and they very clearly <laughs> (laughs) have content creators in mind when it comes to it's just so well done and it for me like easily the highlight of this entire like news week um this crazy between the summer game fest and the ubisoft forward and xbox like wholesome games direct not only had like 70 plus games in it most of them i was like interested in most of them were coming to switch and the presentation itself was you know w- was just extraordinarily well done. So so huge shout outs to them, and I feel like people have been sleeping on it. Maybe you haven't watched it if you're out there listening or watching. Uh, I highly recommend that you do. If you are a Nintendo Switch fan, which if you're listening to this, I assume you are, um, y- you should be watching Wholesome Games. It's very good. Yeah. the The problem was I think for a lot of people because
1: Wholesome Games direct happened directly following the Summer Game Fest kickoff. Um,
0: and well, I, well, I so I wonder- so it was Summer Game Fest kickoff was on Thursday. And Thursday, then they, yeah. And then they had that went into Day of the Devs. And then that, that Day of the Devs. Day of, Day yeah. Of, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you're then, right. And then that went into um De- Devolver. Devolver. Yeah. And then yeah, Saturday, that went into Devolver. Was, Saturday
1: wholesome. was was wholesome. Yep. But that was also the future game
0: show, right? Yep. Yep. And wasn't there another one on Saturday too? I think they did, I think it was it was like a like a three hour block of like future game show wholesome direct, and then maybe yeah. like the future of play direct yeah, or yeah, something yeah, the like f- that. Yeah,
1: Future of play, but all all, the, all that to say that the point that I w- was attempting to make was I wonder if there was any like show fatigue at the like by the time that show came on, if you know after we had seen you know five six seven hours worth of shows worth of announcements worth of trailers at that point if trailer fatigue even separating you know a day if trailer fatigue yeah. had been starting to to run in for a lot of people because admittedly I didn't watch it live even though it happened on Saturday I was actually sick as a dog last Saturday mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know I, uh, regardless of why you didn't watch it yes you absolutely should because there's a ton of stuff that we are excited for maybe none more so than a certain game that we have been wishing.
0: <laughs> to hear I about. You did. I see what you did there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Wishes Unlimited, the new game studio from uh friend of the show and phenomenal indie creator Greg Lobanov fully showed off his brand new game Beastie Ball at... Uh, Wholesome Games Direct. Uh, Shadow dropped a demo for it. As yep. a matter of fact, we already have Beastie Ball content up on the All In YouTube page at youtube.com slash All In Podcast. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it turns out, uh, m- and there was much rejoicing. I've already become a backer. The Kickstarter is currently live. I know you're already a backer, Seth, but uh, for somebody who already has, firsthand experience with this game what can you tell the folks
0: yeah i i get into it in a lot more detail on the on the main show uh that goes live tomorrow on your podcast feed so you can hear some more detailed uh thoughts on the beastie ball demo there but i came away really impressed um like you just said eric you can check out my uh my gameplay of the demo here on the youtube channel but i mean it's got all of the stuff that you've come to expect from that team, it has, you know, great writing and characters and Lena Rain's music is awesome already. <laughs>
1: I heard um, the music already. Yeah. You were absolutely yeah. right about Lena Rain going full Pokemon with yeah. that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, she does.
0: I mean, she is. It's just, you know, it is, it is like the, the sort of like elevator, you know, one sentence pitch is just like Pokemon, but volleyball basically. Yeah. Um, If you want to hear more thoughts, uh, if you want to hear a better pitch for it, you can actually go back three years in time and listen to (laughs) the first episode of All In and and hear a little bit more there because Greg did... Inadvertently talk about Beastie Ball all the way back then, which was funny. The the unofficial announcement of Beastie Ball yeah. back on episode one of All In three years ago, man, it was it was it was a really cool moment for us. We talked about that a lot last week, but uh, mm-hmm. but I also like I was yeah I was I was really impressed by like the the mechanics of it the the artwork like all the little stuff that it's doing. It's funny. Like it made me laugh out loud like many times. And um, yeah, I can't wait. It was it was it was always going to be something where like when when that team makes a game, it's like, cool, like I'm going to play it, Um, of course. But but it was cool to actually get hands on it and, and see the proof in the pudding.
1: Absolutely. I uh, cannot wait for that. Like I said, uh, more thoughts on the main show tomorrow. But another one that we want to talk about, another person that we've had on the show talk about their game before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland. Yeah. Was showcased at the Wholesome Games Direct. Shadow Dropped it actually not the first demo. Uh, I Honestly, not even the first demo that we have content for up on the the youtube channel you did a steam next fest demo for that i believe last year
0: yeah um we it was it was like when when we first talked to dave about coming on the show um he he basically sent along like a like alpha demo that ended up um going up on steam at the same time the kickstarter for it went live so that people could kind of see what they were getting into, it was very very early. It was again, and it was like a pre alpha demo. Yeah. Um. And this demo that was just released is much more like kind of you know it's been I mean it's been probably about a year since then, so yeah. the game's much further along obviously. Uh. And I, I haven't got a chance to play this demo yet. I do have it downloaded. I'm gonna be playing it this weekend. I'm, I'm curious to see how far it's come along, but um. I know uh community member, spider Shan played it on his Twitch channel and he was really impressed and he's also a Kickstarter backer of the game. So yeah, yeah, it was cool to see it here.
1: Longtime fans of the show know that I'm a massive, you know, little Nemo, uh, fan child. <laughs> uh, so I can't wait for this. I was incredibly excited to have Dave Morrow come on the show to talk about it. Uh, there's also another little Nemo game, uh, in the works as well but uh, i cannot wait to check this out the visuals are great i mean it's a metroidvania it's really hard to make a bad one of those uh, but it just looks absolutely adorable dreamlike as it should be and i do like a lot of the interpretations of the characters all like what he's doing yeah. with flip and um you know I like his interpretation of uh, of Nemo himself, and it's it's it just a game that continues to be high on our radar. Check it out, Little Nemo: Guardians of Slumberland. If you have Steam, just like Beastie Ball, they dropped a demo for that as well. Check it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Want to highlight this game, Button City Soccer Days. This is made by um uh friend friends of mine, Ryan Woodward, who was on Keep Nintendo Weird. He and his wife, Sean Dean. Um, they, they made a game called button city, which is very like sort of pastel cute, like attack of the Friday monsters sort of inspired, um, you know, game that, that he and his wife made and it is, um, very well worth your time. Very well worth playing. I think it might actually be on sale right now on, on switch the first button city, but they're making a, uh, follow-up to that game called button city soccer days, which is, a follow-up, same characters, same world and everything, but they're on a soccer team. And one thing that's uh, <laughs> that's really cool and funny, like Ryan pitches this as basically like like Button City meets like Ted Lasso. Um and <laughs> what's uh what, what's great about it is Ryan and Sean Dean They actually like made an IRL soccer team. And it was funny because, like, last like May or something, like, not long after I first met Ryan, he started tweeting a lot about soccer. And he's like, I'm going to put all my soccer tweets in a thread so you can like mute this thread if you don't want to see it. And I'm like, nah, dude, like, it's cool. Like, I like hearing about your soccer games and stuff. Little did I know, it was like IRL planning for this game. (laughs) So they, they not only created their own soccer team that they compete with and play like IRL soccer league with, but it is like modeled after button city. Like the the league is named after button city and, uh, and it inspired the creation of this game. So really, really cool and fun little story.
1: We'll, we'll, we need some DLC of uh, of the IRL soccer players to come. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't have a date, but that will come to, I'm, I'm positive that'll come to Switch. Um, it currently is like confirmed for PC and consoles vaguely, but I mean, yeah. it's it will come to Switch whenever that comes out. So. Yeah.
1: And it's, you know, kind of got this, you know, 3DS. Actually kind of, I thought it might be a, a Tunic sequel for a half a second because you start on this kind of, you know, polygon centric little Fox character, but that's the, the, the visual language of the game is it's, uh, you know, kind of polygon centric 3d models. Uh, but, uh, yeah, an arcade soccer game. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. And everybody should play the first button city. It's, it's really great, really great. And really worth your time. Uh, Aurora is one that looked really interesting to me. Well, Everdeep Aurora was incredibly unique, especially for Wholesome Games
1: Direct, because it it certainly doesn't really come off like a wholesome game. It's got a completely different color palette than the rest of the show. Frankly, it looks like it would have been right at home. And a Devolver director, maybe even like a if they had done like a specific Halloween-centric direct, because, you know, a lot of blacks, a lot of, you know, uh, not necessarily muted, but like darker colors. But it does look super, super interesting. It's got this, uh, you know, almost arcade screen style setup, uh, very reminiscent, I'm sure. It reminded you of Downwell uh, yeah. as well, Seth. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks, it looks super, super cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I like... Again, you know, this was a pretty like short, you know, trailer. No date for the game. I honestly think that the reason it, it fits in for for wholesome direct is is just one simple thing, and that is kitty. Kitty, <laughs> you know. Kitty. I, th- I think that's. I think that is pretty much the uh, the qualifier there. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. This is one I'll keep my eye on. I thought the art was Me too. beautiful yeah the Um, pixel art's gorgeous yeah they do
1: such a good uh they they, the contrast of the black and the color that they use is incredibly well done Mm -hmm. um and i don't know too much about the game i'm sure there's a reason that the game fits into you know wholesome direct but again just because of uh you know the color palette and just the visual style of the game it certainly looked very unique from anything else we saw during that presentation and that alone i think made it stand out but yeah It definitely looks like a very, uh, very meticulously made title. And at the very least, I can respect that. But it looks super interesting, and it's on my radar now, too
0: yeah for sure so that's that's Everdeep. aurora wanted to flag this game garden buddies which is supposed (laughs) to be coming this summer it doesn't have a date beyond beyond summer so i mean presumably it's coming out within the next few months is coming to switch and man yeah that is just one of the cutest things so
1: adorable i've ever seen
0: dude that that apple is like the cutest (laughs) video game character of all time like my god so
1: these incredibly well-realized 3D models in this small little garden, you've got these plants, essentially, these sentient plants, that I guess you're going to be able to befriend. Frankly, they kind of reminded me of, like, Viva Pinata, but vegetables. Yeah, it does sort frankly. of look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you, you've got this little plot of garden and you know kind of very similarly to a lot of you know viva pinata and a lot of other you know garden mean sims that we're seeing in the indie space you've got all these implements that you can unlock and place in the garden and it looks like there's even mini games that you can play with your little garden buddies they showed off a rhythm-based mini game as one of them was just straight up rocking out on top of a rock <laughs> which was absolutely but uh just looks so adorable they, they've they somehow, these two guys, because we actually saw the two developers uh, during the showcase, they appeared mm-hmm. on screen for a second to introduce the trailer, but they have just been able to tap directly into what hits that adorable part of our brain and absolutely just, not even just like
0: poke it, just jam it. Yeah, it is one of the cutest games I've ever seen in my <laughs> it life. Really it really is. is. So- like I was uh I was watching Lockless live reaction to it on her channel. You should definitely mm-hmm. check out Lockless's channel. She's here in the chat and uh, and she's just crying. Like it's so cute. It's like bringing tears to her eyes. Like she couldn't handle it. It's uh yeah, it's it's adorable, man. I can't wait to play this. And to your point about the Viva Piñata thing, I had that same thought. And it did kind of strike me like, why has nobody made like indie Viva Pinata? Dude, basically? Oh my
1: dude. I you love know? Viva Pinata. I me love too.
0: Viva Pinata so much.
1: Me I too. really do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure Lockless reaction can be summed up with the it's so fluffy gif. Pretty but, much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty but yeah, Garden much. Buddies, Garden Buddies coming out apparently within the next few months. So uh so be on the lookout for that, especially if you like cute and adorable things. Mm-hmm. Uh but going on to the next game, another, you know, kind of gardening center. Botany Manor. Yeah. Uh which also got a demo shadow dropped. Uh we don't have a date for it. It's coming quote unquote soon. Uh, but uh, the admittedly, the show wasn't necessarily hurting for gardening Sims, but this one does look kind of interesting. And again, you know, they, they shadow dropped a demo, especially when you're, you're going into a space like this. I think for any developer dropping a demo is going to be a good idea, but especially when you're going into a space that is starting to become a lot more saturated, you absolutely need to let people know how your game feels.
0: Mm-hmm. this one so. um this one we saw i think as part of the house of indies last winter um and i immediately when i saw it i thought about my wife because she loves like botany and gardening and stuff like this and and mm-hmm. like th- those sort of plants um beyond like growing fruits and vegetables or whatever actually caring for plants um is like right up her alley. i thought about her when when i saw this and so i've had my eye on it for a little while um we don't know when it's coming out but it looks cool like I, it's probably not like for me but I've been I've been kind of looking at it for for my wife and yeah to your point like to have a demo ready to go is a great move so uh, I'll probably download it and let her play it and just you know there you see, go see what's I'd be very that. interested to see what anastasia thinks of that yeah so but I I'm sure that anybody who likes you know taking care of plants and stuff in real life I mean it looks very well realized during this like gorgeous like you know, manor with beautiful like flowers and, you know, I'm, it's probably going to really, you know, fulfill that sort of botany fantasy, especially if you're the type of person who can't keep a plant alive in real life. So (laughs) do it in the virtual world, (laughs) you know,
1: I don't know, there was another gardening sim that really struck me and that's uh, Grimoire Groves that mm-hmm. they showed off during the, uh, the show as well. And currently, as of this exact second, not coming to the Nintendo Switch, however, it is on Kickstarter and it's $50,000 stretch goal is a Switch port. I'm already a backer on the game but uh yeah it looks like incredibly dreamlike and and super interesting of all the gardening yeah. Sims that they showed off frankly I thought that one was the most interesting it's already yeah. fully funded uh but like I said the fifty thousand dollars stretch goal they are currently right under forty thousand uh I checked it right before this recording uh so as long as it gets to fifty thousand which it probably should because it's still got over three weeks left yeah uh, that'll be one to to keep on your radar for your gardening sim people and um like I said, it's on Kickstarter right now, so you can go back it and check it out for yourself. Grimoire Groves as well.
0: Yeah, I love the art of that one. I love <laughs> yeah, it's the, so beautiful. I love the way it looks. I love yeah. the sort of like Halloween vibes it has. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It actually,
1: obviously, you would certainly be much more of a, an authority on this, but I kind of got like, like that that Steven universe kind of aesthetic. Little you know bit. what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. The sort of lighter, like kind of pastel colors a little bit. Yeah. Like the pastel yeah. rainbow kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks, it looks great. I, I love the art for it. So yeah. I've got my eye on it too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next
1: one we're going to touch on is a uh, frog song.
0: Yeah. Frog song.
1: <laughs> looks so good. Frog with a knife. <laughs> for- I mean, that's real. You know, let's move on to the next game cuz that's really all you need to know about Frog Song at that point, it. right? Pretty
0: much Pretty it. Much frog it. with it. a knife. Yeah, it's a uh, it's like a a frog RPG um which has been in development for I I believe by a solo developer, if not a solo dev, like a very small team. Uh that dev was also this was part of the the pre-show. They they did a pre-show yeah. Um, a
1: short little pre-show. Yeah. They announced yeah. a couple uh updates. They had, they opened up with uh minute was in Mineco's, Mineco's night, night market. Night market and, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then so, for this, like this, a- this was kind of like the final thing in the pre-show and they shadow dropped the game on PC. It is coming to switch later, but like, I mean, this is like, I, I was, I was texting. Um, I, I was telling Lockland about this. I was like, imagine putting Mineco's night market and shadow dropping frog song in the pre-show. you know it's a heck of a pre-show you know so yeah yeah, it looks great
1: that wasn't the only shadow drop during the show though uh we got a couple more uh speaking of uh smushy comes home that Mm -hmm. is available right now on the nintendo switch with shadow drop during the wholesome games direct and uh this one kind of reminds me of that uh what was it the the mail time or the
0: um, yeah, th- there that game you know Meal time, yeah that, that game mail time where you play as like a like a little I think a little girl with like a mushroom hat or whatever yeah. she's like like a mail delivery courier but this one um yeah it got shadow dropped and uh it's it's got even like a launch window discount i'm like this close to just picking it up um because <laughs> I don't blame you.
1: it looks like a fun little you know 3d action adventure i don't know too much about it but the trailer looked kind of nifty and again shadow drop is a good way to build excitement for a game so it's out yeah. there right now if you want to check it out not even the demo the actual full
0: game yeah. Yeah. Lockleth um, was telling me she picked it up and she's been following okay. it for a while. And, and she was telling me um, that it is a, it's basically like a, like a little gator game, short hike style game. Um, well, that, we like
1: both of those games quite a bit. So yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, those are two of my favorite indie games. So it's like, cool. You have my attention. Um, <laughs> so I I definitely want to want to give this one a shot. And again, it's on a launch window discount. So I'm like this close to just taking the leap and just picking it up and and trying it myself but yeah smushy come home very cute little adorable mushroom person with like a leaf paraglider and uh looks very very cute
1: <laughs> yeah it does uh this
0: trailer we've seen
1: vinba a couple times but this trailer i had just eaten when i watched <laughs> wholesome games direct and it still
0: made me hungry Oh my gosh! I'm so excited for this game. Um, the, the developer confirmed uh, later on Twitter that the game's coming July 31st, and yeah. um, I can't wait to play this. Not only because like I can't wait for the story and like it's you know the the familial like Indian culture and stuff, but Indian food is my favorite food. Like that is my oh, favorite really? type okay. of food, and. Like I can't, I'm. It's gonna be torturous playing this game, wanting to eat everything that I'm cooking. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. This this is one that I've I've had my eye on for a while, but like now that we're kind of getting closer to release and seeing this trailer, it, it feels real. This is another one that's got a demo available on Steam, so I've I've downloaded that and I'll be checking that out soon too. They've got to uh, like the platform, just Steam
1: cooking. Like they've got to do something to play with that. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. But it's, uh, but it it's, is it, it is great. nice.
1: You and I played uh, Raji, an ancient epic, a couple of years ago, and we kind of bemoaned the the complete lack of the representation of Indian culture. In you know the video games landscape, but with games like Thirsty Suitors, with Venba, and there was even another uh, game from indie de- uh, from Indian indie dev shown off. Uh, you know, kind of another gardening sim adventure type game from Indian dev shown off at of this. So it is nice to see that culture represented more on the world stage.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're starting to see that you know a, a little bit more and it's it's very cool to see. Uh not the only cooking game though because you know we uh we have to talk about this game real quick this Manita's Kitchen um which you know is just another one of those games where you play as a T-Rex in a kitchen making pizza. Just another Dude. one dime a dozen. <laughs> Her name is Trexy. Yeah. Yeah. Done. I'm playing it. I'm absolutely yeah. playing it. But the,
1: she's got. Have you seen Meet the Robinsons? That old 3D animation? Yeah. Like I've got little hands. <laughs> but yeah, you play as a T Rex chef, and there's a Triceratops with rockets on its back that shows up, and little other dinosaurs in suits and ties, and you're this. You know, I know it's a tried and true. I know it's a cliche just story. Another one
0: of those. Yeah, yeah. but you
1: play as a T Rex. Uh, who is trying to make her dreams of becoming a culinary uh, celebrity true? You know that old nugget. Yeah, but uh, but it doesn't. It, it looks so adorable. Looks I mean, great. yes, adorable and wholesome games direct just kind of go hand in hand. But uh, I was I certainly was not expecting to come away excited about a cooking game featuring the king of all predators
0: from the dinosaur. <laughs> but yeah. her name is Trexy. So, yeah, yeah, Tricks. very, very cute. Uh, that one's coming October 23rd, and uh, I'm very, I'm very interested in that too. There's not too many like cooking mama style kind of games like that either. No. So, it's uh, you know, if it's done well, you know, it's already got the vibes are already right. Like, you already got me just on the concept alone, frankly. So, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: a tiny sticker tail. Looks interesting. That was shown off at the show as well. Uh, You know, looks like this, you know, kind of 2D Paper Mario-esque kind of game. Uh, But you can walk around and apparently you can just, like, pick up things in the environment, add them to your sticker book. Like, everything within the environment is a sticker, essentially. Just like everything in the world of Paper Mario just is paper. But you can, you know, if you see a, a tree or something, you can pick it up, put it in your sticker book, and maybe put it down in a forest somewhere later on. They actually showed the character uh, at some point they had gotten a bridge in their sticker book, presumably from somewhere else, some other river that had a bridge, but they were able (laughs) to take it out of their sticker book and create a bridge over a river to actually progress through the game and solve a puzzle. So I just thought that was a really interesting uh, mechanic, you've actually played the previous game from this developer, though.
0: I didn't play it. Locklith played it. Um okay, I'm trying out okay, Locklith okay. a lot in this because she she just this is her up and down. Like she is the the cozy gamer, the wholesome gamer. Uh, definitely, if you like games like these, definitely check out her channel. Um, She's just she, watching
1: us to make sure that our our coverage of the Wholesome Direct is up is to is correct.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. she um and we and we talked about this on the Nintendo Drive extensively last week too. If you want to hear her, uh, speak you know authoritatively on this topic, but. Um, we, uh, we basically, I, she streamed the entire thing. She got a code from the developer and streamed like her entire playthrough of the game on her channel. So, um, I watched a lot of that and it's kind of like a lonesome village is like, it's got farming sim life sim stuff in it, but it also is kind of like a almost 2d Zelda kind of vibe. Um, okay. it, 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 she liked it. She ended up enjoying her time with it. So Yeah. Yeah, cool well, to good. see another one from from that developer. A really interesting rhythm-based platformer, a Highland song,
1: is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And that one looks super, super interesting. Like I said, rhythm-based platformer, which means for me, it reminds me of uh, Harmonite, which means mm-hmm. I'm already there. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it does really look cool. You know, kind of the Scottish music uh, and the, the visuals of, uh, like, kind of the hard-lined deep color hand-drawn aesthetic that they've got going on. I'm really interested to see what they have go. And it's, it, it's a story that's not well worn. I think you're talking about a girl who's run away from home right. and it seems like there's some kind of fantastical element to it. We'll have to actually play the game to see, but in this context, this isn't really a protagonist you see very often. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. It looks, I mean, it looks interesting. It definitely looks cool. It's definitely one to uh, to keep our eyes on for sure. Yeah,
1: and then you know a couple others that I hope come to the Nintendo Switch at some point. I hope Paladins comes to the Nintendo Switch. I hope Surmount comes to the Nintendo Switch. I hope Townseek comes to the Nintendo Switch. I hope Let's Revolution comes to the Nintendo Switch. But uh, the the show actually had an OMT, didn't it, Seth?
0: It did. Yeah. There there one more thing for this was um, this game called Fields of Mysteria. Um, Mm -hmm. which is coming next year. And uh, I don't know if they've, uh, I think it's one of those like PCN consoles, you know, vaguely, but I'm sure it's coming to the Nintendo Switch. I mean, what what this essentially is, is uh, Sailor Moon Stardew Valley. Is basically what it is. Kind of, yeah. That seems and, like a pretty good way to
1: put it. Uh, it's got yeah. a very anime style. The The actual moment-to-moment gameplay is, you know, pixelated, top-down. You know, looks very much like Stardew Valley or Harvest Me, you know, one of those types of games. But a lot of the character portraits and a lot of the, you know, <laughs> the more close-in visual aesthetic is incredibly, obviously, anime-influenced. But uh, I thought it was just going to be a pure gardening sim, but there is like dungeons and combat and actual adventuring going on as well. So, you know, could be really interesting. And clearly the Wholesome Games Direct thought that this was going to be a special game. You don't just throw anything at the end of a presentation like this to go uh, as people's last memory of your show. So their confidence alone makes me think that it's worth looking into at the very least.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think it looks great. And, um, the, I mean, I gotta say they, they probably showed like around a dozen or so of the, just like in, in all these games, you can date people, you know, the yeah. <laughs> bachelors and bachelorettes and they're all just gorgeous anime people, you know, of course. So, uh, so it's, Well, who would
1: want to date people that look like you or me though? I mean, it's, that's fair. you gotta have, <laughs> yeah. you gotta have, you gotta have gorgeous anime people in there if you're going to have yeah. anything, if you're going to have an interesting dating sim. That's
0: fair. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I mean, it looks very Stardew Valley and and that's, I love Stardew Valley and it was a good, you know, good one more thing, a good sort of final, you know, announcement to show that game off. And the developer has been very vocally like excited and, and you know, very earnest about uh, about the game on Twitter too. So yeah, it looks cool.
1: But overall, go figure a lot of games that we've got our eyes on following this direct there were a lot of known quantities that did get showed off
0: so many uh, shown more off too. like there, so i mean many this many more, is yeah. really scratching the surface like they i think there was like 72 or 76 or something games there and yeah. like again the vast majority of them coming to switch uh if you watch the wholesome games direct and and I hope you do there will almost certainly be something in there that that speaks to you so yeah, yeah it was really well done
1: yeah absolutely cannot wait for the next one but Speaking of the next one, Seth, there are still a couple more shows that we have to go over, and you know, there's not too too much from uh, the future of play direct, but there is one big thing that I know that you want to at least touch on.
0: Yeah, so the future of play direct, that really, you know, I watched the whole thing, and there was some interesting looking stuff in there, but it, nothing really like blew me away. There was this game called In Stars and Time that looks really cool. Yeah. Um, that's coming later this year to switch and it, it looks, uh, like kind of like a, like an earthbound undertale, you know, sort Minute, of thing,
1: you know, kind of, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's got yeah. that it's got that kind of aesthetic to it. That looks really interesting. But, um, but the big it looks one was like a playdate game a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I love the the visual style of it. I have my, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on that. Um, but mm-hmm. the big one though was, yeah, we knew coming into this, that analgesic was going to be properly revealing their next game there. Um, now they've been pretty like openly sharing the development of it on Twitter and stuff, but now it finally has like a name and it's proper first like trailer. Uh, the name of the game is Angeline era and, um, it got its first like big trailer, which was great. And the response to it has, has been really strong and positive. It's coming next year to PC. Uh, no switch version announced for it thus far. If it follows the trajectory uh, trajectory of analgesics, other games, uh, Um, it'll probably hit PC first and then like a few months later come to, to consoles and switch and, and all the rest. So, uh, but I can't wait. I, I, I mean, analgesics, my favorite independent developer right now, full stop. (laughs) Yeah. It's um, the same people behind anodyne, same people
1: behind even the ocean. Uh, mm -hmm. but this game is kind of like not necessarily a top down, but, uh, you know, kind of a, a slanted top down action adventure game uh it does shift apparently to 2D a couple times though but one of the big uh one of the big gimmicks behind the combat specifically is apparently it's very momentum based yeah uh, and they're wanting no, this this it's, bump it's, combat
0: thing yeah it's called bump slash combat um and it's it's there's no like it's no button combat which is really interesting. It's not even just like one button; it's no button. You walk into the enemy uh, in order to damage it, which is really interesting. And and like in the typical analgesic fashion, like I was watching Melos play um, a demo of it on on Steam. Apparently, you can stream to Steam. I didn't even know you could do that. But Melos was doing that on uh, on Steam the other day, and I was watching it. And like, yeah, just like the interesting ways that they have taken that simple gameplay idea and sort of twisted it um showcasing like some of the dungeons and boss fights and some of the rewards you can get and uh it, it looks awesome like i can't wait and like even like tonally like it just has this kind of like ps1 rpg you know flavor to it with both the music and and the art and even the logo like looks straight out yeah. of yeah yeah you know a ps1 rpg it, it it looks awesome i can't wait
1: yeah they so. should absolutely release a disc
0: yeah just just put it on a <laughs> on a
1: cd <laughs> <laughs> a CD, one of those thick black old PlayStation yeah. One discs that we used to have. I would, I would one thousand percent buy one of those. I have no yeah. way to play it, but I would one thousand percent buy it. But yes, Analogies did properly show off their next game in the future of Play Direct. Something we always knew Seth was going to be incredibly excited for. But yes, also make sure to check out that in Stars and Time, uh, really, really interesting, like time loop. RPG looks cool. No, like it does. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing about the In stars and time trailer was the very beginning where you examine this banana and yeah. you walk closer toward the banana. You fall and it kills you. And that resets the time loop. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> I thought that it looks was amazing. really good.
0: Like the, just a lot of personality. And, uh, I, I definitely am going to keep my eye on that. Um, we also had, same day, we had that Future Games show. Um, yeah. There are a few things I wanted to flag from from this. Uh, just a couple of little highlights. Um, we had Paleo Pines there, uh, which got a a demo coming to Steam Next mm-hmm. Fest, which at this point starts in just a few days. I played it uh, a little bit early. The uh, shout-outs to the publisher, Modus Games, for sending us along a code. And there's a video, like a two-hour-long video up on the YouTube channel <laughs> of me playing that. Um, so yeah, that's just lost track of time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was pretty good. I a, enjoyed it's it. It's adorable dinosaurs
1: set here. I yeah. mean, none of them are named Trexy or cook pizza, but I mean, but I mean, they're adorable dinosaurs. I mean, you, yeah, it's, you can it's be very forgiven.
0: Cute. <laughs> very cute. The, the game got a release date during this of September 26th. And, uh, again, you can check out that video on the channel. You can play the demo for yourself when Steam Next Fest uh, happens. So Really, really cool. Uh, you'll hear more thoughts on that on the main show tomorrow as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Highwater was here. Uh, yes. Which is the, the Demagogue new. Demagogue Studios. Yeah, the new the Demagogue. same people game. that do
1: The Cub, uh, Golf Club Wasteland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we featured Golf Club Wasteland in, a, in an indie showcase. And uh, The Cub is another game from them that we're very much looking forward to. And this is also appearing to be set in that same kind of post-apocalyptic universe that uh, they've already done a fantastic job of just building around all of these somehow completely different genre games
0: yeah yeah so that that looks really cool again no hard day but coming sometime this summer and uh, and i'm looking forward to like seeing more from from that whole world um, I wanted to flag this game. I discovered this game on Twitter actually, and it was kind of cool to see it here. <laughs> Ruffy and the Riverside, dude, it um, looks so good. I love the art of it. Yeah, I love the 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 sort of like gameplay. It, it, it's one of those. It kind of reminds me of what you're talking about with that sticker tail, where you see items in the world and you just sort of yep. like rough them up and like remove them. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> looks I-
1: cool. The, the actual gimmick, the gameplay hook for Ruffy and the Riverside is you can apparently take something, uh, mm-hmm. unlike a, a little sticker tale, Ruffy and the Riverside is a 3D yeah. uh, action adventure game. But you can look at something and I guess take the essence of that, mm-hmm. but then apply that essence to... According to them, like virtually anything else in the environment and a couple of the ways they showed that off, they showed uh, him taking the basically the essence of a bunch of vines and applying that to a waterfall to make the waterfall vines. He could then climb up to the top of. Yeah. Um, Yeah. so, So that's basically what we're going with. But I love like the 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 visual dichotomy of this game because the environments are all 3D models, but all the NPCs and a lot of the important items within the game are like these 2D, what look to be like almost 80s style yeah. cartoon animated characters. It looks absolutely rad. It really does. I like I said I love the dichotomy. Just him running just how animated the characters are I looks love great. It. Just have the way he looks when he runs around just his run animation looks amazing the way he interacts with a lot of things within the environment just looks super fun and satisfying. It looks like it's just a world uh that's just begging to be experimented with that one absolutely got my attention when I saw the trailer for that
0: yeah well and and like, like i guess I saw this on Twitter for the first time like a few months ago and I thought it was like one of those games where, you know, indie game Twitter, you'll sometimes just see a game that's like very early in development, somebody just kind of showing a proof of concept. And I thought that's what this was. No, apparently this is targeting a winter 2023 launch. So uh, apparently it's <laughs> further along than I thought. So <laughs> specifically, into <laughs> the
1: end of the trailer, they say it's like coming winter 2023. No, no, seriously. We, we think it's coming winter 20- or whenever it's done or whenever it's yeah. the character actually, they, they actually say that. That way in the in the trailer, it's very yeah. cute. But yes, Ruffy and the Riverside uh, is a, it? Yeah, that one's pretty far up uh, my queue for for most anticipated indie games coming this year. So very much excited for that one. Uh, but you and I really like unique experiences. Ruffy in the Riverside certainly looks like it's going to be a little bit of that. But I have to admit, Seth, I don't know that I've ever played like an RPG in the style of a Broadway musical before.
0: This, this one was, I specifically saved this for last because this was my, like, if I made like a, if I were to make a top five of like all of the games I saw just this week in general, stray gods, the role-playing musical would be on there for me. Uh, it's coming August 3rd. It is coming to the switch and it looks amazing. It is. I mean, I love musicals anyway, but like, it, it also, just like the visual style, it, it it's like if Hades were musical, basically, uh, what they're going with here. And like, yeah, it's like a musical RPG visual novel with a just incredible cast. Um, the, the pedigree behind this game is top tier. Um, not only is the music being done by Austin Wintory. Um, who is an acclaimed composer in his own right behind Journey, (laughs) you know, ever heard of it. Um, But the actual voice cast and the people who are going to be not only voicing the characters, but singing in this game include Laura Bailey, Troy Baker, Janina uh, Janina Gavankar, Carrie Payton, Felicia Day, um, Erica Ishii, Ashley Johnson. I mean, this is a stacked cast. I mean, like, it is just... It is crazy. Uh, And and like this, I'd never heard of it before. And, uh, and to see this and like, not only is it coming to switch, but it's coming like very soon. And the developers are talking like, yeah, our, our biggest inspiration was uh, once more with feeling my favorite Buffy, the vampire slayer episode. And I'm like, Oh my God, that tracks, that tracks. But the story is
1: apparently about this, a young girl who is meeting the physical incarnations of a lot of like Greek gods, like Persephone and Apollo and other characters like that in more modern interpretations. And I don't know if it's for the purposes of, you know, trying to date them or whatever. Well, it's a, it's uh, a
0: murder mystery. She's been accused of murdering the last muse uh, of the the Greek gods. So uh, she has to kind of like prove her, her innocence and clear her name, which is a really interesting hook. And, um, yeah, man, I, I'm so, you have no idea how all over this game I am. This, this is just, this checks all of my boxes,
1: dude. I can see the hearts. Like he's looking off screen right now toward it. I could see the hearts in his eyes right now you can't hide it from me does well, anastasia know about this
0: <laughs> it, i mean like just like the the entire like i mean yeah it's like a musical rpg cool check really cool uh one of the lead writers of dragon age writing it cool sounds good austin wintry doing the music great stacked voice cast all right let's go you know it is just it, it, it's it's checking all my boxes uh i'm very very <laughs> excited for this <laughs>
1: Well, I'm glad you're very excited for it. We'll definitely check it out when it comes to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would imagine that, uh, you know, just based on early, early impressions, that it's hopefully going to be any Direct worthy. So we'll see when it comes out. But, uh, you know, even though we've done Wholesome Games Direct, Future of Play, Future Games, there's actually still, there's still more. There's still more. There's There's still still more. more. So hang with us just a little bit longer because we've got to go over the Ubisoft Forward, which is honestly a phrase that I didn't know if I was ever going to say on this show. Because historically, Ubisoft Forward has not been a platform for a lot of Nintendo Switch games. But there were a couple big things that got showed off here at this show. And... Paramount among those, I think as far as we're concerned at least, is the new Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we
1: saw it during the Summer Game Fest kickoff. It was actually the first trailer that we saw as part of the Summer Game Fest kickoff. Their first big surprise. Uh, and here we saw a little bit more of it at Ubisoft Forward. And it just continues to look amazing triple a metroidvanias are a lost art it was wonderful to get metroid dread and i cannot wait for this
0: yep yeah, it, it instantly became one of my most anticipated of next year. And uh, and I, I can't wait for it either. Cool to see, you know, a good, like, chunk of, of gameplay. Uh, people who played it at the show did get to play the Switch version and were able to confirm that the Switch version is immaculate and, like, runs at 60 frames and all the rest. So uh, I can't wait for this, man. This, this is like a slam dunk for me. Uh, can't wait for that. We didn't get like a ton of Nintendo news. We break in, in SideQuest this week, uh, on Patreon, we, we broke down all of this stuff, the Nintendo stuff. Uh, but we did also get a short teaser for the Rayman DLC for Mario Rabbids, which is still slated for later this year. No hard date. And in fact, not even a hard date for the DLC that's coming sooner, Yeah, which was weird. But that is kind of weird. Yeah. Admittedly,
1: though, the little vignette they had for the Rayman DLC was absolutely was was hilarious. Cool. They yeah. showed Rabbit Peach and Rabbit Mario basically like reacting to Rayman's detachable limbs. <laughs> Rabbit Mario like grabs his detachable arm, realizes he's yanked it right off of Rayman's body, and he actually faints at the proposition. Yeah. It was, it was pretty funny but yeah weird that we didn't get a date for either of them considering they're both slated to come later on this year still so mm -hmm. i mean the rayman dlc is gonna stink anyway
0: i hope so uh, (laughs) for that for that fantasy critic man at least
1: (laughs) yes um and i'm gonna leave this up to you uh do we talk about the other thing
0: yeah i mean like yeah so roller champions is getting a jet set radio event cool Brawlhalla is getting a halo event cool i mean that's that's pretty much the extent of of either of those things for me yeah
1: so still looking forward to, to sega maybe one day remembering that uh it's okay for them to do stuff with jet set radio other than just cross promote it and stuff like this and and Super Monkey Ball, but you know, maybe I mean, they'll remember that they can the, actually make a game.
0: I mean, the the fact that that this is two things the the fact that that they are doing so much promotion like this, plus the fact that like one of the games that was leaked alongside Jet Set Radio was officially announced at Xbox. Um, it probably is real that that jets so that leaked Jet Set Radio thing is, is probably real. Um, who knows if that's going to be a good thing or not? Either way. There is a part of me as much as this like doesn't look good at all. Um, I hate, really hate like the the design of of beaten gum in Roller Champions. They look terrible. Um, gum in particular, like it doesn't even look like the same character. Um, but in any case, like just the fact that they're doing it at all, like the fact that there's at least a little bit of a bump on that on that line on that heartbeat um, is is something at least. But yeah. No, I'm 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 good. I'll pass on Roller Champions.
1: Fair enough, but you know, just having three Switch logos at Ubisoft Forward was frankly a massive step up for them, even if that's really all it was. But again, super looking forward to Prince of Persia, and mm-hmm. you know, looking forward to at least one of the DLC drops for Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Sparks of Hope, right now, by the way, fifty percent off. On the Nintendo Switch eShop, Nintendo yeah. hyped up this big, they actually even made a video for it, this big hyper summer sale. There's actually some pretty good discounts going on right now, but Sparks of Hope is actually 50% off. It's a great. Uh, as of this recording, and you should definitely check it out Out that. So, uh, but we've got one last show or actually. One and a half shows, <laughs> yeah, to touch on
0: basically one more show. Let's be real, but um, <laughs> but yeah, we fair should enough. talk uh, talk quickly at least about the Capcom showcase, which again uh, had a lot of Nintendo stuff. Again, we we break this down much more in side quest this week, but there are mm-hmm. a couple of real the, the Nintendo stuff that we got is really good. To be yes, fair. I
1: know, I know, it made you very happy when I saw that uh, that Ace Attorney footage pop in i knew it was going to make you happy so we've been getting a lot of uh phoenix Wright and ace attorney love on the nintendo switch of course we got that trilogy collection last year and here we are uh ace attorney functionally four five and six Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: collected in a brand new collection coming very soon to the nintendo switch and there was happiness in the sturgill household (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's cool because, um, cause, yeah, we have the first trilogy, which is the first three mainline games. This, yep. the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney trilogy, collects the four, five, and six, as you said. But, you know, for those who don't know, we've talked about this on, on the show in various forms, but Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice were 3DS entries that were digital only. So when the 3DS eShops closed back in late March, we lost both of those games and they were completely gone. And we kind of had a feeling that this is something they would be doing anyway, especially since uh, last year they ported over the great Ace Attorney Chronicles and localized it. There has been, you know, definitely some Ace Attorney love happening at Capcom. So I had a feeling this was coming. Um, However, like it's still great. To have those games preserved and to have them on, you know, readily available hardware makes me very happy. And and yeah, it's coming early 2024 and I can't wait.
1: Yeah. The fact that Capcom seems so willing to start collecting a lot of their previously handhold only titles because we've gotten multiple Ace Attorney collections at this point. We've gotten multiple Mega Man collections from their handheld era at this point so capcom's willingness to do this and collect these and and preserve a lot of their old handheld titles makes eric very happy there's a couple more i hope come in the near future we'll see if they do and you were you were saying like after this We really only have, like, Miles Edgeworth and Phoenix Wright slash Professor Layton. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have almost the entire Ace Attorney series
0: on the Switch. Functionally, yeah. I mean, that's the entire core mainline series will be on Switch after this releases. So, um, yeah, there's a couple, like, spinoff things that that could still, you know, it'd still be nice to come over. But, like, yeah, the vast majority of them will, will be on Switch when this comes out. So, yeah. That's very, very cool, man. Again, even if like you don't care about the games, like for preservation alone, it's, it's great to have these, uh, available. So, yeah. um, yeah. So Speaking there was of that.
1: DS games coming to the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Japan's greatest grandpa, Shu Takumi, showed up. <laughs> in yeah. the show to uh to shadow drop a demo for the forthcoming ghost trick phantom detective which by the way if you guys forgot is actually coming at the end of this month we've yep. only got a couple weeks left before Two ghost Trick out. phantom detective
0: uh comes out and you all are gonna buy it right i hope so it's it's only 30 bucks um and yeah shoot came out uh as adorable as ever Um, just, you know, a a national treasure that's true Takumi. and, um, he was, he came out and he talked about, you know, how important the game is to him and how happy he is that it's being re-released and everything. Um, and yeah, shadow dropped a demo that allows you to play through the first two chapters of the game and you can carry your save data over into the full game and you Mm -hmm. even unlock content in the full game for playing the demo. So like they're really pushing ghost trick in a way that makes me very happy because this is my favorite Nintendo DS game. One of my favorite games of all time. And, um, you know, again, like it's coming out in two weeks. It's just 30 bucks and it's so worth it, man. And even like on the secondhand market to get the game on original hardware, it's like a $200 game now. Oh, so- is it Really? I mean, just to, just to have like a, an accessible, affordable version of one of my favorite games of all time, just try the demo. Like if you're with an earshot of my voice, just try it, give it a shot. It's, it's different. It's unique. But like, if you're into like puzzle games, if you're into a good, like murder mystery, I think that there's enough in the demo, uh, to, to sort of get you on the hook for it. Um, yeah, I can't wait, man. Cannot wait.
1: Yeah, but again, that comes out in just a couple weeks, dropping at the end of June. And a couple seconds ago, we were talking about maybe or not we had one and a half shows. The way we said it like that is there was technically another broadcast, technically another presentation this past week that we found out about at the Devolver Direct pre-show. Yeah. Actually.
0: (laughs) It's a weird situation all around. Um, Well, it's Devolver, so
1: that makes sense.
0: Yeah, well, well, Grasshopper Manufacture is celebrating their twenty fifth anniversary this year, and so they wanted to throw on a direct big congrats to to that studio. And yep. they they've over over twenty five years, they've had a fascinating history, and they've oh I mean, yeah, they they have you know ballooned up to a studio that had hundreds of employees to now, as of a couple years ago. They um they they got purchased by NetEase and actually opted to completely restructure the studio to where now there's like 30 employees there. Um and they want specifically wanted to keep the studio at a smaller, more intimate scale and opened up a new studio called Yubikiri Studio in Japan, which is where this direct was filmed. And um they're they're basically like the, the thing that I love about Grasshopper is they are essentially making games with a triple A you know, at least a semblance of a triple A budget and scale, but maintaining Mm -hmm. like weird, unique ideas that feel like an indie game. It's why I love no more heroes so much. Um, and, uh, and so anyways, they, they have this 25th anniversary direct and we knew going into it that shadows of the damned remastered was going to be there. Uh, now we did expect that there would be (laughs) literally any news on it. Something. Yeah, but
1: um, (laughs) not really. We know that Shadows of the Damned remake is coming. We learned as much during the Devolver Direct pre-show, but we didn't really learn anything beyond that at this Grasshopper Direct. It's coming to consoles probably, maybe, at some point in the (laughs) new future.
0: Yeah, the, the, the the exact quote is, quote, coming to all current platforms, probably, end quote. So very cheeky, you know, very grasshopper. Uh, The entire presentation, like, it felt like something, like a Devolver kind of adjacent thing. But it also, too, you know, this is like a very fan, you know, kind of thing it was. And also very Japanese. You know, a lot of the stuff was more relevant to Japanese audiences. uh, And also they're opening up, like, uh, an official merch store. Grasshopper in the past has been like, yeah, we don't have a merch store, but you can like buy Grasshopper stuff off Redbubble. That's fine. Like they're very like <laughs> punk rock. They're very kind of aloof about that stuff. They don't really care. Um, but they they're opening an official merch store finally, which is cool. They also had some like official artwork, you know, commissioned and stuff and celebration. So very cool. And um, and then the uh the the showcase ended with a little word from Suda himself and mm-hmm. Very cheeky, very much in the suda style. he is just on a big screen t v just playing their next game. um, he pauses it and stands up, and the screen's blurred behind him um and it's like very clearly just their next game on the t v behind him, but you don't really get to see too much of it uh now, I have pored over that footage with a fine toothed comb, I'm actually working on a an analysis video uh, for the YouTube channel that I'm, I'm hoping to finish up this weekend. So you guys can look forward to that where I get very in depth uh, and I speculate and postulate some very crazy things. A uh, little teaser for that video. I, I, I postulate at a certain point in that video that there is a possibility that this is an open world vampire survival game where you can have you can be a vampire in a mech suit and i say that with a completely straight face um so that sounds yeah. like a suit again stay tuned for for that video uh i get way more in depth and i just analyze every frame of that footage um <laughs> like a crazy person but yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, that's the thing, man, is like, this is a small team. This is, yeah. again, like less than 30 people currently at Grasshopper. They are not at the scale of a Devolver. They're not at the scale of a Capcom. So this was just kind of like a home video kind of vibe for the Grasshopper Direct. So I'm not mad at it, despite the fact that it went up an hour late. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it, uh, because it, you know, emanated from Japan, it came out. Uh, Well, it was supposed to come out midnight Eastern time, but uh, apparently it was a a, a good 75 minutes late.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, apparently they had to edit something in there, and they wound up... um they, they wound up re-uploading the, the whole thing just as a video and just dropping it versus uh, making it a live premiere. So, but it was cool. Like, it was just nice. You know, you had like, like James is there, Maddie was there and Maddie is somebody who's never really been like front facing and on the camera. And so not only was this kind of her big like debut, but she was in full bad girl cosplay, which was great. Um, Very cool, ma'am. It was, it was nice. Yeah. Like for, for grasshopper fans, it was nice. Again, not a lot of like news out of it, but it was a, it was a cute you know, fun little home video style showcase.
1: Yeah. And congrats on 25 years, Grasshopper. We Mm -hmm. look forward to 25 more years of your weirdness.
0: Yeah. Suda says 75. He's like, we're only 75 away now from a hundred. (laughs) So I mean, he's not technically wrong about that. He's not, but uh,
1: he's not wrong about that. Uh, But just a last little piece of information coming out of the Xbox direct as was heavily leaked beforehand, we now know about Persona 3 Reload, and mm-hmm. we know it is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Not uh, currently Atlas, confirmed
0: for Switch. Not, not currently, currently confirmed.
1: confirmed. But I yeah. mean, yeah. But it's... I mean, we've seen the boxer, But yeah, it's... But we did get official confirmation, at least, of Persona 5 Tactica. mm mm-hmm. uh, Which is the really interesting, like, chibi, almost... Again, I likened it to... Uh, like Mario plus Rabbids, in terms of its look and in terms of uh, its gameplay. Uh, that also coming from Atlas, that has been officially confirmed since yes. uh, the Xbox presentation. We're just waiting on Atlas to finally just say, yeah, Persona 3 Reload's coming to the Switch as well.
0: Yeah. If Um, if it is, so, so tactic is coming November 17th persona three reload is coming early next year. And if it is coming to switch and, and, you know, we saw like, there was a retailer that listed a switch version. Um, you know, it's, it's possible. I, I don't think there's any reason it couldn't. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Uh, but if, if anything, maybe they're waiting on if, if, and when Nintendo does a partner showcase this month, that might be what they're saving it for. That that might be where it gets announced for Switch. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see.
1: I'd like to see that other game uh metaphor come, but I don't oh, think, that's, no gonna no yeah, I don't think yeah. that's gonna happen. No way. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Oh well. But I mean we've certainly got enough to hold us over, uh, especially when McDonald's is doing <laughs> weird stuff like this so this past i mean we've just got to hit on this really quickly folks if you didn't see this past week for grimace's birthday something (laughs) i never would have known about had mcdonald's not done one of the most bizarre marketing stunts of 2023 but sure enough this past week in celebration of the big purple guy's birthday they released a straight up Game Boy Color-style game available for free, available to play for free in its entirety at, what was it, Grimace'sBirthday.com. Yeah. Uh, They they posted a link, (laughs) and sure enough, you know, you boot it up. I booted it up on my phone, and it turns your phone. It actually makes your phone a proxy Game Boy Color, and you can play Grimace's Birthday Adventure, and it was... I, it was actually a, a pretty good game as far as Game Boy yep. Color standards are concerned. It was a nice, yeah. fun little, at least uh, the first few stages that I got to play were skateboard based platformers where you had to collect milkshakes in order to get a good score. But apparently it actually changes up the gameplay the later, uh, the further you get into the game.
0: Yeah, well, what's what's interesting? I'm I'm actually gonna reach out to the developers of this because this was like three or four uh, developers in the in the like Game Boy fan community that yeah. McDonald's actually reached out to and commissioned to them. They had I think nine weeks to put this together, and really impressive. Like all things considered, the pixel art is actually really good. The music is good, and not only is it like a browser based thing that you can play on your phone or on your on your uh, on your web browser, but uh, it's actually a functional working. game game boy rom that you can download and you can actually just flash it to a game boy color cartridge and play it on original hardware like which is yes. wild <laughs> so yeah so so
1: what do you think's weirder do you think this is weirder or the thing you think the mcnugget that you can play tetris on from china do you think that's weirder
0: they're both pretty
1: weird they're but are both I'm, pretty
0: I'm, weird yeah I'm, I'm happy that both of them exist though and, I am um, too. I, I kind of want to get the, the Tetris Big Nugget, but yeah. yeah. I'm kind
1: of glad this exists, and I hate to say this. I really do, but I'd be more interested than I'm willing to admit if somebody announced a physical version for Grimace's birthday.
0: Yeah, for sure. But it,
1: it does look kind of cool, and again, impressive for a little Game Boy Color game. I don't know what
0: possessed McDonald's to do something like this, but I'm glad they did, frankly. I, I, I don't know either. There's also like a grimace's birthday like promotion at McDonald's or you can get like a purple those purple milkshakes you can get one at McDonald's. Yeah. Um and and like get like a grimace meal or something and I'm just it's so weird but like frankly like there is a part of me though that is just kind of happy that like McDonald's is acknowledging their older characters like this. You know, like I'm I'm a total sucker for that whole McDonald Land, you know, eighties, nineties doesn't vibe. even really
1: exist anymore. I feel like I no. never see the, the hamburglar or, you know, the McNugget buddies or or Grimace or any of those characters anymore. I feel like they've just been forgotten about and then all of a sudden something like this happens.
0: (laughs) No longer, man. So, yeah, that was such a weird story, such a fun story. I want to reach out to those devs and have them on the show because I think that'd be a fun interview. (laughs) That'd be a um, ton of fun. Yeah, we, we had that happen. There was also this uh, this this rampant online rumor um, about an upcoming Legend of Zelda movie from Illumination being greenlit. And there was an interview with The rap that uh, that the founder and CEO of Illumination, Chris Melodandri, uh, gave where he said, quote, I don't know where that came from. I mean, I can understand how people would surmise all sorts of things because obviously we've had a great experience working together. My relationship with Nintendo now includes being on their board of directors, so I understand how people can surmise these things, but in terms of the specifics, that was just something that I've been hearing lots of rumors. This this is just about what's next between Nintendo and Illumination. End quote. So um he's he's basically coming out like openly denying the rumors that have been floating around about an Illumination Zelda movie. Um, and what what was interesting to me about this is like it's it's the classic like CEO speak in one hand of like, what's he gonna say? Oh yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> (laughs) You know, see, see, but
1: see, that's the thing is like, you're darned if you do darned if you don't, because uh, of course, of course, if it's true. Yeah, I mean, we all know we've talked uh, on this show ad nauseum about how protected Nintendo is of their IP and their ability to control the information flow behind, especially their highest you know, priority projects of which they certainly consider the super Mario brothers movie chief among them during the time. So if they are indeed working on a legend of Zelda movie with whoever, of course, there's going to be a billion NDAs involved. Of course, they're going to be legally incapable of, of confirming anything in the interviews. But at the same time, like Zelda movie rumors are not new people. We've been dealing with Zelda movie rumors for like, I, like the better part of two decades at this point. So, I it doesn't surprise me at all that he came out and completely squashed them. Frankly, I'm inclined to believe him. But again, at the same on the same token, even if like if they're true, he would still say the exact same thing.
0: Yep. And, and the thing about it is too is like, you know, the Super Mario Brothers movie is now like the third highest grossing animated film of all time, I think. Um it, it was extraordinarily successful. I'm sure that they are currently talking about everything under the sun. Like oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah, give me the Donkey Kong movie. Give me the Luigi's Mansion movie. Give me the Zelda. They're probably talking about all of this stuff. And they're not, you know, the, the way the movie industry works is they like- They probably have oh, phase one completely planned out. I'm <laughs> sure they do. Yeah, a thousand percent. And and like the the thing about it is, is like they have to go through all of these contracts. They have to get people signed on. They have to do all of that before they can publicly talk about anything. So I'm sure that all of this stuff, including Zelda, is being talked about, but it's not going to be until something has been scripted, something has been actually greenlit, something has been casted you know, we're not going to hear about that until they're ready to issue a press release, and they're not going to publicly confirm it until we have that either so, you know, and, and in terms of like, I've seen a lot of commentary of like oh, like, I don't want, you know Illumination to make a Zelda movie, and like my comment on that is, that was what I felt before the Mario movie came out too, and I liked it quite a lot, you know so, I'm kind of at the point where like yeah, I do think that a Zelda movie needs to have more characterization than we got in the Mario movie. Um but with that being said, like I really enjoyed the Mario movie. So, I'm I'm kind of good if if Illumination's doing the Zelda movie, okay, I, like I'm going to watch it. You know? Yeah. I so. mean, t-
1: People bemoan the casting of Michael Keaton as Batman. People bemoan the casting of Heath Ledger as the Joker. People bemoan the uh, uh, Illumination getting a hold of the Super Mario Brothers. People have been angry about all kinds of stuff. And a lot of it, admittedly, has turned out bad. But a lot of it has also turned out good. Uh, And Illumination, at this point, if they are indeed working on a Zelda movie, at least has a little bit of confidence from For me, sure. And I think should have a little bit of confidence from a lot of the people who went to actually go see the movie. I think about a lot of the fans who actually went to go see the movie, the critics notwithstanding. Um, but if they are the ones working on it, I'd be at least willing to see what they have to offer if and when they are finally willing to show it off. But guys, the Super Mario Brothers movie just hit homes. Mm-hmm. It just hit hit streaming and digital movies are not a three week turnaround. If they were like, I'm sure a lot of plans were tentative around the success of the super Mario brothers movie. I'm sure a lot of talks had been had and I'm sure a lot of tentative plans had been put in place, but Nintendo, especially given their first foray into motion pictures, I guarantee you they weren't all in before the first movie even came out. I'm sure that a lot of that is probably being fast-tracked right now, but we don't even know what it is. So, you know, to talk about these Legend of Zelda rumors, even if they're true, we're probably still in the we-need-to-find-a-script-writer phase.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I we'll we'll hear about this stuff in due time. Yeah. You know? And and I'm I'm in no rush. Like you said, the the Mara movie's still in theaters in some places. Like, yeah. got, like the game the, the movie came out like what, two months ago? Like, you know, it came out in April. We're in June. You know, people are just so they're so like hungry for the next bit bit of news. They're so hungry for the next thing. So <laughs> But uh, but we'll see, man. Um, okay. Well, this this next thing I wanted to hit is uh, is particularly interesting because Nintendo is doing a lot of live events this year, um, yes. which is a little uncharacteristic They've kind of come back in this post COVID world into a, you know, sort of more like live event space. They've got Nintendo live, of course, happening in Seattle. And they also just announced this summer of play event, which is uh, happening from, it's already started from June 15th to August 28th, where they're going to be stopping at malls all around the United States.
1: It's basically a cross country tour leading up to Nintendo live. Basically. Yeah. In September in Seattle. Um, and I do know one of the stops it's going to be coming to Orlando July 20th through the 23rd because your boy is going to be out there. I cannot wait to see what this I mean, they've already uh, talked about the fact that yeah. you'll be able to play a lot of Nintendo games out there. Specifically, they put, uh, you know, Splatoon and and Animal Crossing New Horizons out on the CV. But, you know, it's just going to be a, a Nintendo cross-country tour. I think it's mostly just to kind of hype up Nintendo Live because, again, the tour ends basically right before Nintendo Live happens. So, I mean, I know this is a deep cut for people, but honestly, it reminds me of the Lex Express from WWE back in the 90s <laughs> wow. uh, where, yeah, Lex Luger did a, a cross-country tour leading up to SummerSlam, and it was it was actually real. It was bizarre. But... Uh, only I would compare it to that, but uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a lot of uh, Instagram posts at the yes. very least, a lot of Twitter photos. Oh, you better at take the very pictures least. and
0: videos. Oh yeah, yeah. When you, well, go, I was talking about
1: on. Be- I was talking about on behalf of Nintendo anyway, but yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to be taking some when I go. But yes, it's coming to uh, Orlando july 20 through the 23rd but they are making some pretty major stops so make sure to go we're not going to detail all of them right here but make sure to go onto the website and check because if you live near a pretty major market there's a halfway decent chance that you may be within driving distance of this nintendo world uh, this nintendo cross-country tour going across america yeah. this summer
0: yeah, they're, they're going to Minneapolis, Detroit, New York, Knoxville, Orlando, Austin, Denver, and L.A., and they are adding an additional city uh, soon to the Summer of Play tour. We don't know what that is yet. Uh, there's a part of me that I'm like, God, it'd be, I hope it's like uh, not Austin, uh, Houston. So that's a little <laughs> bit closer to me. I would love to yeah. go to this. Um, but, but they did also detail kind of like, it's going to be like a hub where you can play the games and stuff, but there's also a little blurb here, which is kind of interesting. While visiting the Nintendo Summer of Play tour, Guests will receive a free Nintendo Summer of Play passport, which can be stamped after participating in various activities at the event. Once completed, they'll have an opportunity to receive free Nintendo goodies. While supplies last, attendees can also commemorate their Nintendo Summer experience by stopping by the Play Nintendo Mushroom Kingdom Yourself photo booth for a digital keepsake. For checking in My Nintendo at the event, Nintendo account holders will also re- uh, receive a free gift while supplies last, and 100 My Nintendo Plat- uh, My Nintendo Platinum points to redeem for fun rewards on MyNintendo.com. Plus, those looking to bring the fun of the Nintendo Summer of Play tour home will receive a special game. GameStop coupon, which gives them $10 off a purchase of $75 or more on select Nintendo games and accessories. So you're going to be able to get some free swag, it sounds like, going to this thing. And it sounds like it's going to be excellent. more... excellent. Yeah, more like interactive than just going and just, you know, playing yeah. a bunch of games or whatever. It sounds like it's going to have a little bit more uh, to do there. And in addition to getting all the cool pictures and stuff. So yeah. very, well, very I mean, cool, I figured.
1: Man if a company like Nintendo is going to do this, they're not just going to show up with a tour bus, set up a table with a couple of switches and call it a day. Like, like they're going to have stuff out there to do. They're going to make it a bit like the entire point of this thing is a P, you know, for PR anyway. So they're going to make it as bombastic and they're going to make the most of this opportunity as they possibly can. And I will be there to make sure that, uh, that, that they are making the most of the opportunity. I'm going to be there to judge them on how much, awesome stuff there is to do because I'm going to experience as much of it as possible.
0: Yeah. Well, what's, what's really funny too, is like, uh, there's like you said, they're stopping at Orlando, which is in your neck of the woods, uh, July 20th through 23rd. I'm really curious if they're going to update the purview of this thing, uh, based on the timing, because at that point, Pikmin four will be out. So I'm curious like if they're going to have Pikmin 4 at this at this thing they've got a Pikmin 4 like photo op thing set up but I'm I'm curious if they're going to have it playable when the game comes out at those locations so that'd be interesting to see I don't know comes out the 21st right yeah July
1: 21st so yeah, it'd be cool if they have it playable on the 20th there the first yeah. day yeah that'd man, be interesting that's...
0: That's what I'm saying. I, I'm going to be curious to see what, what, what they do there. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing what you have to say about it when you go. I'm looking forward to seeing the pictures. That'll be really cool, man. So yeah. if you're in any of those places, uh, definitely swing by. And by the way, you might want to get there early because um, Nintendo fans are, are rabid and um, they, they will for sure be there early and and getting all that free swag. (laughs) Yeah. There's probably going to be a lot of old men
1: there harassing the employees to try to get a bunch of stuff that they can resell on eBay. And yeah.
0: Yep. So you might want to get to those malls, (laughs) you know, bright and early and make sure you get something. Yep. So,
1: and specifically, if you're also in the, uh, uh, it's the, the, the mall of Florida, the Florida mall, uh, specifically in Orlando that they're going to be at on the, the 20th through the 23rd of July. So I will see some of you there.
0: That'd be maybe. cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you see me see out there, uh, let's get a picture. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be that'd be awesome. Cool. Well, uh, last thing we want to hit here is a new update to the uh, Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack coming next week on the 24th. Yes. We're getting Fire Emblem for the Game Boy yes. Advance. The original release of, the
1: original Western release, rather, of yeah. Fire Emblem. Uh, finally getting that to the Game Boy Advance. The Japanese market is getting... Uh, Fire Emblem and Fire Emblem, the Binding Blade, or the Blazing Blade and the Binding Blade, the two so, Game yeah. Boy games.
0: Is, isn't it? It's weird. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but but I think that the Blazing Blade is the one that, that we're getting the to. The one that but we was, got, yes. Yeah, but it's localized here just as Fire Emblem. As Fire and Emblem, then, yes. And then the Binding Blade Binding is the Blade. next one, and Japan yes. is getting that on yes. the same day. Yeah, Yes. Um,
1: But yeah, for those who... For those Westerners who jumped into Fire Emblem on the ground floor, as far as we're concerned, that original GBA game is coming to Nintendo Switch next week. Uh, Specifically, Nintendo of America has it listed as the 23rd. However, we all know what happens with NSO. It's always 9 p.m. Eastern the night before. Uh, But really excited to have that one. I'm actually... uh, that Of all the NSO games that come out, that one is one I absolutely want to put aside time to play. I finally was able to properly get into the Fire Emblem franchise this year with Engage, and I, I have made it kind of a personal mission to go back and play some of those older Fire Emblem games, and I'm nice. really excited for this one to come to uh, Nintendo Switch. And again, if you want to create a Japanese account and you know how to speak Japanese, both of them are coming to the Japanese NSO next week. So check that out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. But that's next week. Let's talk this week and hit some of yes. these notable releases before we call it a night here on the, on YouTube. Sounds good. Not too, too many,
1: mostly just kind of the shadow drops from this week. Um, we got uh, uh smushy come home that we've mm-hmm. already spoken about from the wholesome games direct. So go ahead and check that out. If you're able to, uh, in addition to that, Fall of Porcupine came out, which was also
0: at, was it Wholesome? Uh, th- I think they they might have had a trailer for it at at Wholesome for Fall of I Porcupine. A, I think it was at Wholesome, but regardless, yeah.
1: Fall of Porcupine also came out. It's a game where you play as a pigeon doctor. Again, yep. I know a uh, an overused caricature in Nintendo games. Pigeon doctors are all the rage there for a time. While. A dozen. Yeah, yeah. Diamond doesn't. But this one seems like it's a unique, uh, unique take on the trope. So it seems yeah. pretty interesting. And another, another video that Seth has put up on our YouTube channel, isn't that right?
0: Yep, yep. There's, uh, there's about an hour and change long video on a uh, fall of porcupine. Um, and so, and and big thanks to the uh, publisher who gave us access to that as well and passed along a code for that. You're gonna hear much more about that on the uh, the main show tomorrow, as well as Dordonia. Um, which also came out this week. And we also were very fortunate and very honored to get a code for that too. Uh, Well in advance of the game's release, Eric and I have both played. It's actually going to be our indie showcase on the main show this week. So we're going to have a nice long conversation telling you all about why Dordonia is frankly one of the most special games of 2023 and you should not sleep on it. I feel like people are sleeping on it. I feel like I'm not seeing a lot of chatter uh, about the game, despite the fact that it's on Game Pass as well. Um folks, Dordonia is a special special game and it it's should so be good. on the radar.
1: Yeah, definitely so. check out the main show tomorrow dear to all of our thoughts on uh on this special special indie game. It definitely going to be a game that we uh, bring up a couple times come Golden Aces season. Oh yeah. And this last one, uh like what's with this Alchemic Cube game, Seth?
0: Al- Alchemic Cutie is a um Cutie, I'm sorry. Cutie. It's almost like, um, like, like a 2d, like, uh, like Stardew Valley meets slime rancher sort of thing where you've got okay. little slimes, you know, and stuff and <laughs> looks really cute. Um, uh, again, I guess one final shout out to Lockleth. uh, she got <laughs> a code for that and she put up a, a let's play on her channel, uh, i oh, a nice. cutie. It just came Go out today. that out. So definitely check it out if you're curious about the game. Uh looks cool. I, I watched her video on it and uh it looks interesting. So yeah. there's there there was a line that I really liked in, in the video where it, it has like kind of a gremlins thing where you have to make sure your slimes have like they're happy. Uh you have to maintain happiness with them, or at midnight they'll just disappear in an event called the poofening. Um, just so. sec. I'm sorry. Just a, the <laughs> what? The poofening will happen uh if you don't That's maintain. The greatest word I've <laughs> ever heard. So yeah, kind of funny. It reminded me of gremlins. Like, don't get them wet after midnight or whatever. The um, poofening. Yeah, don't don't make your your little cute slimes upset. Or after midnight, they'll poof. The poofening. So yeah, check out check out Lockless video on Alchemic Cutie that just came out uh, this week too. <laughs> nice, uh, but
1: those have been notable releases, folks. Uh, what are you poofing this weekend? Uh, playing? I'm sorry. What are you playing this weekend? Uh, are you still? knee deep in tears of the kingdom are you playing one of the games that just got shadow dropped are you playing dordonia are you playing dokupon kingdom this weekend like we are yeah uh, let us know reach out to us on facebook and twitter at all in podcast make sure to like and follow and subscribe to youtube.com slash podcast right here. Thank you once again to everybody who came out and hung out with us tonight as we broke down the week in Nintendo news. Make sure to check out all the videos that we have here on the YouTube channel as well. We're going to make another one tomorrow night. Uh, so make sure to tune in to this channel tomorrow night for our playthrough, for our time with Sam and John. Uh, with Dokapon Kingdom. In addition to that, make sure to check out our amazing Discord community. We've got such a special Discord, uh, Discord community. We'd love for you to be a part of it. But, you know, all content all the time over here at All In. We are constantly doing stuff. And uh, somehow, so I don't know how we do it, but somehow we are able to find time to make exclusive content even for our patrons.
0: Even and especially for our patrons at patreon.com slash all in podcast, bunch of friends and supporters throwing a few bones our way over there. We really appreciate it. And you get uh, exclusive content again, seven day free trial for the gold banana tier over there that get you access to all Side quest and the $2 hero cast, which are our two uh, weekly Patreon exclusive podcasts that we do. Um, you also at the Triforce tier get discounts on our merch at bit.ly slash all in merch so that's really cool you can get a shirt get a mug get a sticker over there but uh, if you don't have any bones to throw away that's okay too we do understand you can drop some words entirely for free on Apple Podcasts Podchaser and Audible which you're probably listening to this on uh, if you're not watching the VOD on YouTube and uh, Spotify you can leave us five star ratings we appreciate that too and uh, that's a really free way to support if you're watching on YouTube leaving comments likes that really helps us out as well so we appreciate your support and again it's free it's free it's
1: free it is free uh but anyway you guys have chosen to support us over these past nearly three years we just want to send a special thank you out to all of you to our amazing patrons to everybody who has dropped words again on whatever podcast service you happen to be following us on or to anybody who's just shared our content in any way some way shape or form across this internet guys namaste
0: Namaste, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh shout outs to Bowza here. Bowza says, have a great weekend, everybody. You have a great weekend, Bowza. No, shout outs to uh to, to Lockleth was here. Keegan DeWitt was here. Thanks, y'all, for coming out. We appreciate you. Uh the we main do. show drops tomorrow. If you're if you're watching us live right now, or if you're watching the VOD or listening later, um, you can find links to that in the video description/slash the show notes uh to the main show. That's coming tomorrow. We're gonna do because it is father's day weekend after all eric we have to close mm-hmm. the loop we do and, um we're, we did the top <laughs> five uh mothers you're glad you don't have for mother's day so now we're doing the fathers you're glad you uh you don't have for father's day that's a fun top five doing an indie yeah. showcase again on dordonia um which is which is very cool very honored and happy to tell you all more about that game and then we're doing and a then blowout. uh yeah we that? do a
1: We're doing a huge 20th anniversary, all in retrospective, on Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. We're so incredibly stoked for Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Turns out this is the 20th anniversary of Sands of Time. Uh, I mean, it just kind of fell that way. And honestly, it's been way too long since people talked about that game. Anyway, we are remedying that tomorrow
0: yeah great episode queued up for y'all tomorrow so definitely tune into that on your podcast services around the globe Uh, we appreciate y'all and love you very much have a great weekend happy father's day weekend all the dads out there and uh, we'll see you next time bye bye bye